kick it. Here we go. Welcome. Kick it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to kick it forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, b-boy and podcast host. Uh, on this show, this podcast that we're doing, slash MCing, we are going through the MCU. Mm. What? We're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Uh, we're also going through it day by day when it comes to the uh, TV television programs, right. which is what we're talking about now. Colin? <laughs> yes, James. Back to you at the studio. <laughs> Uh, we're here today with Agent Carter, Season 1, Episode 4. We're here uh, with Agent Carter. Yeah. Agent Carter. <laughs> Agent Carter, uh, tell me, what are your thoughts on minutes 117 through 422? Well, most discernibly, it is all the scenes not involving a hotel. So, right. For uh, sure. That's a behind-the-scenes thing. 100. 100%. There is 100%, 100% no, hotel. no hotel in this scene. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this is though what you do find in that scene. If there's no hotel, what do you see? It's this train whistle, but in the clip, not like behind my oh, apartment. Yeah. It's an establishing I shot think of a of train you immediately. Yeah, thank you. I, I the second I saw that, I mean, it was like I've got to make a joke about that. Um, we cut to two guys shaking down Jarvis, stating that he doesn't get the package unless they get the money. He pulls out a fat stack of cash from a briefcase. Meanwhile, two guards are patrolling and discussing if they think the deal will go sour or not. One guy claims, now with you, me, and Jimmy standing guard. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jimmy throws a ball at the wall to play catch with himself. The men with Jarvis questioned his stack of money and said they'd feel easier if there was an extra 100000 in there. He tells them that was not the amount agreed upon. Back to Jimmy and his ball, he throws it into the darkness and wham, it hits the wall and pops back. He throws it into the darkness again, but this time, he is met by silence. The first two men tell Jarvis that Mr. Mate does not smuggle goods into the country for free. Jarvis starts to explain that he has in fact paid them when they pull a gun on him. The ball slowly rolls back to Jimmy, who calls out to whoever did it. The two men shaking down Jarvis say that the 50k is for the delivery and the extra 100k is for keeping their mouth shut. And we got three other guys just outside who would agree with us. Jimmy approaches the darkness and, of course, gets dropped. The other two guards rush to Jimmy's aid. Attack the darkness. <laughs> and they, too, get laid out as Carter's dramatic stinger sounds. Finally, Jarvis stammers his way through standing up for himself, claiming that he cannot stand for, and pardon my language, extortion. The one wise guy says... It's not extroshing, which is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It's even spelled out like that in the captions, which is amazing. Like the newsies have fallen on a hard. It's not extroshing. This is this is a shakedown. You can hand me the money, or he can hand me the money, which is such a funny line. I really wish that he'd been like, "Can you explain that?" Because it's a very funny moment. Um, yeah. Jarvis then tugs his ear and says that he has an extra fifty thousand, uh, and that that will have to do. He presses a button on the briefcase and turns it around, saying, take it or leave it. The guy with the gun tells the other one to count it. You're going to count the ransom in front of me. Our boss is a thorough guy. But when they open it, knockout gas erupts forth. Jarvis quickly covers his mouth with his handkerchief, and down goes Tony. Polly barely stays standing, but Carter knocks him out. To note, uh, that's not their names, but it's the names I gave them. Sopranos thing. Mm -hmm. Got it. Uh, you, drive a hard, sorry, you drive a hard bargain, Mr. Jarvis. 
He looks at her like, yeah, that's me. Uh, Jarvis says that he hopes their package is still intact. They unlock a shipping crate, and oh my god, it's the invention of the very first tiny home in America, completely furnished with a Howard Stark in it. And he says, ah, my favorite foreigners. They have some witty banter back and forth before Howard picks up the cue ball from his pool table and chucks it past Carter, knocking out one of the guards who had come to. He looks down sad and says, and I was so close to running the table. Uh, now, before we get into any kind of notes and stuff like that, I know you're probably going to go through the IMDb for these guys, uh, but I wanted to point out that the guys in the room are called the Large Smugglers, uh, and I named them Tony and Polly. Uh, okay. The Thug, I named, uh, sorry, not the, I didn't name him. The only one that is named, but weirdly enough, isn't credited as such. The Thug is Jimmy. Then the Goon and the Hoodlum, I've deemed Sammy and Frank. The hierarchy of criminal in this scene and in these credits is fascinating it is especially because uh someone that played i think the guy that plays the hoodlum mm -hmm. sammy i think we said did you say sammy sure. the bull um has previously played a thug mm, so he's moved <laughs> so it's up like, in the world or yeah and the guy that plays one of the thugs i had the name swapped or whatever and i was mm -hmm. like oh man so he lost his he lost his thug position like thug hoodlum and smuggler and goon. Mm -hmm. It's I just would, really hilarious. I would to... argue, I think, in my mind, the way I see this, the hierarchy, mm -hmm. to me, is the thug being the lowest the lowest man on the totem pole. He's stationary at one spot, Jimmy, right? Yeah. He's playing with a ball. I don't feel like he's that important, you know? Though mm -hmm. he is the only one they name dropped, so that, that could be. Right. But he's also the first one to get dropped. So, you know, um, I think that goon is interesting because to me, like, uh, it makes me think of like Batman, right? Like the the yeah. term like so and so and their goons is like all over the place. However, I, I can't tell if I would say that the goon is higher than the hoodlum. I those could be maybe peers, you know? Yeah. Kind of like, you know, you have your vice president for marketing, but then your uh -huh. vice president for sales kind of thing, right? They right. I think they are co- spots but like just in charge of different aspects of the of the operation like a, a like a, a lateral sort mm -hmm. of position right um but i would say that the large smugglers are the hierarchy there i think that they're at the top of the, the food chain there yeah, absolutely uh, absolutely because they 100%. are they are they're facilitating the word the of their yeah of absolutely. their boss the clientele stuff like that and like they're the ones that are like like oh you know you're gonna give us some extra money though okay yeah um so yeah so that that's what you I do have. it did you do any research into the $1,000 bill? You know, what's funny is I, I didn't, but that's because I remember a long time ago seeing one of these uh, $1,000. for Cleveland? Is that a... I believe that is who it is. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, because I remember it was something that was created and it was discontinued in 1969. I see that here. But what's funny is that I remember nice. there was also... I know, right? There was also a prototype uh, for the bill uh, that had the Statue of Liberty on it. Oh, interesting. Uh, and then they... They're like, a woman on a bill? No, 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 no. Yeah, I think... I Actually, what's funny is I thought about that, and I was like, what an interesting way of going about with this. And I think the reason why they didn't go with it was because I think in the end they felt that an inanimate object was not to be put on there. Does this look inanimate to you, punk? <laughs> um, um, yeah, don't you think that Grover Cleveland should have been on two different denominations of bill? Sorry, one more time? Grover Cleveland should have been on two different denominations of, of, of money. I think that, you know, okay, it, 
I think he could have just been on the same bill, but you know what they should have done was they should Variance. have had what cover kind of exactly <laughs> well it's more of like so you know like um how we've had different versions of the same bills sure. like as we've sort of updated the way that we change like the like for example think of the hundred dollar bill it used to be sure. the same like black green uh white um you know bill and then yeah. eventually they were like hey to kind of make sure that it's hard harder to replicate we're putting like the blue line and like the 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 uh shiny watermarks and watermark stuff, stuff. Yeah. so they changed that right but they kept the same picture Right, they blew it up a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, like it's it's the same guy, right? I mean, it's the sure. same approach, it's the same look. Right. I feel like what they should have done is is released the thousand dollar bill, taken it off the market for a couple of years, then put it back on the market, but this time with a different portrait, which I think would have been very funny. I think that's Older, the way to go. Wiser. Mm-hmm. Somehow, still the same cost out. Um, <laughs> this one's the thousand and one dollar bill. <laughs> or GC. Yeah. Here we go. Um, it's yeah, Charlotte it's, joke, it's, it's, it's a fascinating Cleveland. choice though. Grover Cleveland. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, I think, I think, uh, president depiction is really funny, uh, because half the time it's because of like legacy and half the time it's because that's the current president. <laughs> like Mount Rushmore is right. hilarious to me. Cause it's like, uh, Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and whoever the president is right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I didn't know until just now, though, is I don't think I've ever seen this. There was a $500 bill as well. Ooh, who was on that? Take a wild stab. Jesus? No. Oh, uh, $500. This Thomas Trump, um, 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 Teddy Roosevelt. No, this is not a president that I ever would have expected to see on a dollar bill. Chester A. Arthur. Nope. James Garfield. No. Millard Fillmore. Nope. When when was it when was it made? When was it made? Welcome to another episode of Who's Daddy, the uh, <laughs> quiz where I try and guess the dead president on the dollar bill. Nineteen forty five. All right. Okay. Is wait, hang on. Well, this is interesting. Hang on. Is it like Hoover? No. So it was. It doesn't say when it was introduced. It just says that the last bill was rolled off the presses in nineteen forty five, but was officially discontinued. 24 years later in 1969. Nice. Nice. 1969 was a big year for we're not making that money anymore. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Let me get one more guess. I'll tell you what. Let me let me give you some other bills that were uh, either printed or never made um, okay. or, or whatever, right? Uh, and tell you okay. who was on those to maybe help narrow it down. Madison was on the $5,000 bill. Okay. Nice. Salmon Salmon P. Chase, uh, who is one of the most accomplished politicians in our nation's history that never served as president, he was on the $10,000 bill. Is it Salmon or Solomon? It's Salmon. Oh, well, that's, I mean, maybe. Maybe it could be Solomon, but what's written on this uh, website here is Salmon. S-A-L-M-O-N. Colin, 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 That fact Seems a little fishy. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, so same on the hundred thousand dollar bill, something that was, I believe, printed but never released, okay. um, is uh, Wilson. Woodrow Wilson. Okay, noted racist. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, of course, there's the Eisenhower dollar. There's the Susan sure, the, B. Anthony dollar. Right. Um, Kennedy half dollar. Right. Uh, and so then that's that's it though. 
Um, so who, hopefully, maybe that'll help narrow it down for you. And again, it's not Polk or some of the other folks that you've said. Do, do you, all right, so is it, it's, I'm assuming it's 19th century, 1800s, a president in, 18, in the 1800s. I'm going to see if I can, I, I don't remember exactly what number president this is. Let me see if that'll help. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, it started presidency in the 1800s. Started in the 1800s. So William McKinley. Yes. Yeah. Uh, before he was domed in 19. I believe he was, uh, he was gut shotted. Yeah. Cause it was like right up close. Cause it was like 25th early president. Yeah. And you can, couldn't really do much more than like a foot away. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, and also like back then, I think if you got shot in the gut, that was back yeah. then, that was kind of, that was it. They were like, well, yeah. He basically got stabbed with a bullet. <laughs> now that's not a phrase that you hear every day. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all that I have. Uh, just a fascinating little thing. Cool. So let's do uh, a little bit of an, an Avengers ensemble. Shall we? Yeah, let's go for it. Avengers Ensemble. So this is a new episode. So this is uh, season mm. one, episode four. It's called the Blitzkrieg Button. Blitzkrieg Button. <laughs> 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 Didn't mean to de- derail you there. Sorry. Well, I was already thinking like, um, ugh, yeah, guys can never find the Blitzkrieg Button, like a like kind of like a clip thing. And then you went Ramones and my brain was like, there's two different things going on here and they're not related. So I can't really. So anyways, uh, it aired on January 27th, 2015. It was directed by Stephen Cragg. Uh, he sounds like a villain in an action movie, but he's the director of this episode. He also directed nine episodes of how to get away with murder, six episodes of Chicago fire, three of Chicago med, one of Chicago justice. Uh, he directed one episode of one, uh, one episode of 666 Park Avenue, which I believe is what if the devil was a rich New Yorker. Um, it didn't say whether he was elected president or not. Six episodes of Grey's Anatomy, one of Warehouse 13, four of Reaper, 14 of ER, one of Monk, six of a show that is unrelated to Chicago Fire, Chicago Med, and Chicago Justice called Chicago Hope, which is a, an unrelated television show from decades before. Directed one episode of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer, two of Early Edition, which is, of course, about the time-traveling newspaper, two of Northern Exposure, and two of The Wonder Years. Um, Not the band, the show. Soupy and uh, and all of their names are escaping me. Anyways, um, <laughs> it, this uh, episode was written by Brant Engelstein, uh, who also wrote two other Agent Carter episodes. Hmm. So now let's get into it. Okay. The Large Smuggler. And I put parentheses. I've started to put parentheses so that I remember who I'm talking about. Uh, this is that Jarvis is talking to. Is played by a guy named Billy Malone, uh, who was in one episode of Lucifer, one episode of Santa Clarita Diet, which is about um, Timothy Oliphant and oh, Drew Barrymore being zombies. That's such a good show, and I'm it's so upset that it got canceled. Show. Absolutely, yeah. It's really, really I really, really wanted to see where it went, and they just were yeah. like, never mind. It's, it's what if Sam Raimi made a sitcom yes like it's that gross but also kind of very campy yeah in that regard yeah um what if james l brooks and sam raimi collaborated on a sitcom that's what sam created uh, one episode of bones one episode of stalker which is a show that was better than it should have been with given that very simple name one episode of better call saul two episodes of the goldbergs five episodes of gray's anatomy and one episode of the mentalist 
larger smuggler, which I didn't designate what he was doing, but he was sitting, he was standing next to large smuggler being larger. <laughs> it was a really funny distinction. <laughs> uh, I got, I got cast as larger smuggler. Um, Whose idea was, was it to not call him extra large? Like, you know what I mean? Like what? Like if you had all of these guys as like large, extra large, medium, small, like whatever, you know, that would have been so funny. Because he has lines, so he's not an extra. He's played by a guy named Jeremy Timmons, who was in two episodes of Castle and one episode of The Mentalist. The Mentalist is our theme show of the week. (laughs) Uh, The Hoodlum. Uh, who I have the as the last to get knocked out um, of the two. Right. Uh, I know you meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was played by a guy named Tim Garris, who was in Batman Evolution. Batman Evolution. I think it was a video game, maybe. Um, I usually write down if it's a video game, so it may have been just a cartoon. Not just a cartoon, but not a video game. Uh, the Thug, who is throwing the ball, who is named Jimmy, uh, is played by a guy named... Chad Dashnaw, which sounds made up. Um, he was in three episodes of Godless and one episode of Suburgatory, which is a sitcom that my friend Mark, who has been on the show before and will be on the show again, uh, recommended to me all throughout it was while it was on, and I never watched it. Uh, the goon, who I have as saying, is that Jimmy? Is played by hilariously a guy named Jim, Jim. Palmer. Yeah. Uh, he was in The Tomorrow War. Um, Godzilla versus Kong, one episode of Scorpion. Uh, he was in G.I. Joe Retaliation. He was a shield guard in Thor. Uh, he was in Black Widow, uh, which is a movie, but not that one. Not the Black, another movie called Black Widow. Uh, he was in Charlie's Angels. Ice. He was an ice thug in Batman and Robin. Uh, he was in Broken Arrow. He was Harvey's thug in Batman Forever. And he was in T2 Judgment Day. One can only, only assume that he also played a thug in that. And those are my Avengers ensembles for this episode, Colin. So real uh, quick, I sorry, yeah. I, I wanted to say, I was trying to look up the Batman Evolution thing, which is a yeah. short um, that basically people were trying to say, how could the 1960s iteration of Batman become the Batman that we know today? Um, so it was kind of like a thing that kind of uh, connected the points. But actually, while looking this thing up and looking up this guy, um, he's actually so like I, I totally get where some of the stuff comes from. He actually did a lot of stunt work, though. Um, for a lot of these films. guys do stunt work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Which is cool. Like he did some Deadpool stuff. He did a lot of video game rigging, which I think is very cool. Like yeah. for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, like which I think so is can't win. <laughs> boo, 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 and boo again. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but like he's done a lot of really cool uh, projects in that regard. Like that's pretty, that's pretty tight. I should start. I should start noting when when like extras like these who are basically fight fodder mm-hmm. um, are stuntmen because it happens. It happens often, and yet Ricky, Ricky doesn't know why. No <laughs> we do. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love that for us. Um, <laughs> anyway, so shall yeah. I shall I bust into Howard's vault and uh, talk about the Patreon that I find there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about All that. Right. Hey, listener, we have as a network, the Scavengers Network, a Patreon at patreon.com slash the Scavengers Network for $2 a month, all the way up to <laughs> all the way up to 10 shiny Millard Fillmore's. Um, <laughs> that's a million dollars. 
a million dollars. Yikes. Um, <laughs> Cut that. No, keep it. Why not? Feel it. That, that was me doing you. Sorry, that sounds weird. I was. That was me doing my impression of you, where you do something like that, and then you go, got yeah. that, and then you move on. And yeah, and then I and I I, I switched it on you. Um, for so up to two up to a million dollars, you can uh, be, get access to all the bonus content that we've put on the Patreon. Um, we have bonus content from this show. Uh, recently, we had a a Halloween clip uh, for Halloween. Again, we're recording this on November second, twenty twenty two. There's a great discussion that we had about Halloween leading into Big City Green um, discussion, and it was very good. There's bonus episodes from the show. There's writing um, that I've done, that Aaron's done, that Colin's done. There's um, shows that only exist on the Patreon, like um, Rude Boy Summer um, that Colin hosts about ska music. Um, There's video stuff that uh, Jordan Mason and others have put together. uh, for Wet Hot American Moon Juice, uh, this month we are, um, several of the authors are recording sort of motivations or like meditations about like, if you're having trouble writing, I feel bad for you, son, I got 99 <laughs> words. But like, if you have, if you have trouble writing, like I, I, I recorded one that was basically like, here are some, some, uh, things that you could do to kind of like jumpstart stuff. Uh, Aaron recorded one with, uh, with her dog barking. Like a lot, and that was like the point of it. Um, it's a whole bunch of, of different um, stuff from Wham Juice. It's a whole bunch of different stuff from all the all the Scavengers Network, and you can have access to it all for as little as two Washingtons, two Eisenhowers, two Susan Bs, uh, four Kennedys, and so forth. Um, for just. Kennedy jokes. Um, so, <laughs> all right. But that is going to do it um, for us. Did I finish the sentence? <laughs> you can have access to. <laughs> uh-huh, finish the thought. For as little as $2, you can have access to all the bonus content that we've put up there and all the bonus content going forward. There you go. That's going to do it for us for today. Uh, Colin, mm-hmm. God bless you for for being my co-host and uh well no god cursed you with being my co-host i guess is what i'm saying i enjoy recording this with you listener i hope you enjoy listening to it uh we're gonna talk to you very soon until then i why can i never i don't know why can i it's, never it's find the words it's it's fun that to doesn't watch. make it seem like i might change my name sometime. i don't know i think it's because i always say as always i'm colin parker and so i think that there right. is a like internal thing for you to be like i need to say something as well but i don't want to say the exact same thing and so i think you're always searching for your sign off right temporarily going forward on like a on like a year by year contract basis i am james i'm a prisoner in my own show and i'm colin parker hey where's where's jimmy where's jimmy excelsior where's jimmy One of them is named Excelsior.
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.